Welcome to the Overnight Trainer Podcast, where each week we talk about all things related to the world of learning and development, including facilitation, instructional design, sales enablement, and so much more. I'm your host, Sarah Canistra, and I'm an L&D strategist and career coach, and I'm here to take the guesswork out of becoming an L&D professional and show you how to unlock continued success in your learning and development career. I'm on a mission to quickly develop the next generation of L&D leaders who are looking to create meaningful and engaging learning experiences. So, if you're looking to transition into L&D for the first time, have found yourself accidentally in a training position, or are working up the ranks as an L&D professional already, you've come to the right place. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Overnight Trainer podcast. We have such a good show in store for you today. I am interviewing a new friend of mine, a new great friend of mine, and she's going to answer a question that I get asked all the time, and we actually have opposing views on it. So I'm so excited that she is going to be here to share her story and what's worked for her because we all have our own journeys. Before though, uh, before we get into the episode, you know how much I love to celebrate my one-on-one coaching clients and I, I'm, I, they never cease to amaze me in all honesty. I'm actually, actually speechless right now. Um, they're all just such incredible humans and I always tell them that I don't work with anyone that I don't believe in 110%, even if you don't believe in yourself. Um, I borrow the faith that I have in you until you have it in yourself. And they just never cease to amaze me. And one of my coaching clients, she, we've been working together for six weeks and she has received not one, not two, but three offers in the last week, including an offer where she got to write her own job description. They wanted her so bad She was so desirable to them as a candidate that they have asked her to tell them what she wants to do, and she has written her own job description. I'm just amazed. I mean, they never, like I said, my clients never, ever cease to amaze me. I work with the most amazing people, and you are amazing also. And if you are looking for results like this, this is possible. This is someone who has been laid off since for the last several months, who felt hopeless, who felt that they were applying to jobs with dead end after dead end after dead end. This is someone who wasn't sure what exactly what direction they wanted to go in. Uh, And we worked through that. We figured out what her niche is, where where she should be spending her efforts and her time when it comes to applying for jobs, connecting with people, networking, interviewing prep, uh, marketing herself. That is why she has these amazing offers because she marketed herself. And we spent time together really diving deep. And six weeks later, such incredible results. And I'm, I'm second I met her, I knew it. And I'm, I'm not surprised one bit. So if you are feeling like you are in a dead end, that you know that the, the right L&D job is out there for you and you just don't know how to find it, call me. Schedule a free consultation call with me. Go to theovernighttrainer.com slash coaching. Um, It's free. We're going to see if we work, if it'll work well for us, for both of us. Um, 
but you can see these results. These people aren't, they are special unicorns, but <laughs> you know, they're not doing anything else or haven't done anything else that, um, that no one else has done already. So they're just, they just have the right guidance and then the right strategy and the right mindset. Uh, and that's what we work on together. So congratulations to my client. You know who you are. You know, I am so, so, so freaking proud of you. Um, and if you're looking to have magic can make magic, uh, feel free to schedule that consultation call and you have nothing to lose from that. So let's move on to today's episode. I am beyond pumped. Like don't even know how more excited than excited I could be to have Maureen Quende on the show today. So Maureen is an instructional designer, researcher, consultant, coach, and soon-to-be podcast host, and she's currently completing her PhD in learning technologies design research from George Mason University. Today, she is going to talk all things continuing education in the L&D space, as well as let us know all the fun and exciting things she is currently working on. Maureen, welcome to the Overnight Trainer Podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm just so excited to be here. Um, it's an honor to, for you to, to share your podcast stage with me, actually. So thank you. I'm really decided, uh, excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited LinkedIn connected us. And I know I saw you posted something and we connected and I was like, I have to talk to her. And you, we talked about podcasts and I was like, just come on the show, you know? So what's so great too, is we we started out talking about podcasts, but then we recognized, you know, we have this connection from a learning and development standpoint. And I'm so excited to have you on because we are going to talk about continuing education, talk about some exciting things that you're working on. So before we get into the meat of all of that, tell mm -hmm. us about yourself, who you are, like who's Maureen and how <laughs> did you get started in a career in learning and development? So once again, thank you for having me. Um, that's, that's an interesting question because um, when I started my career, like over 20 years ago, yes, I'm that old. Um, I used to work for a telecom organization and I had the opportunity to um, do some corporate training and I, I jumped on it. I became a, a corporate trainer. So I would you know, do training for customer service marketing, depending on whatever products that you know, were being rolled out. And I would uh, do a lot of traveling you know, around the country and it was really exciting. And I thought, okay, this is really my comfort zone. So I, I just made a decision, I'm just gonna pursue this career. And I never, I never looked back. So um, I started looking at, so where does this fit in like training? And then I looked at, did some research and I saw that it fit in nicely within HR. And I like, you know, developing people. And I thought this is just perfect. So I, since then have taken several roles such as recruiting, um, training, research, consulting, uh, instructional design, even at some point where um, as a learning director, I had the opportunity to, you know, put together a learning function and um, really, really develop the strategy when it comes to learning. So I'm just so excited about, you know, developing people. And I believe other training professionals, uh, professionals would agree with me that it's fulfilling to help people perform better in their jobs through our training solution. So it's really uh, been an incredible journey and I'm not going back. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I love that you're saying, you know, about helping people. It's really one of the most rewarding jobs to have. Cause I was talking to someone the other day too, about maybe it was you, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about it, but, probably. No, the, probably right. But the, 
you know, the job that we do here, like not only does it change how they, how people are at work, but it then changes their lives. Right. So it's like, we're in the business of changing people's lives. Me and Matt take a communication skills class, for example. Right. So we develop this incredible communication skills class and yes, it's meant to be communication skills for the workplace, but then they're going home and communicating better with their kids or communicating better with their partners or, you know, communicating better with the male person, (laughs) you know, like, you know, it's, it's really, it creates that, that, that butterfly effect and that ripple effect out there. So I love that you mentioned that because it's, yeah, that's to me, the, been the biggest joy in working in learning and development is just seeing how it not only changes people's careers, but how it can change, you know, the work that we do can actually change lives. So we're, you know, we're definitely lifesavers here (laughs) at at L&D for sure. But yeah, because even with the COVID situation, you remember now people are working from home and then now people have to, you know, learn how to use Zoom, have to use different technologies. So, you know, trainers have to now re-strategize, see how they can equip people to be comfortable, even, you know, in a virtual space where they can learn virtual etiquette, you know, even managing with their children at home, seeing how they can get real, but then still be professional. So either way you look at it, it's really fulfilling. So I'm grateful that we're able to do this work and really impact not, you know, only people's careers, but their lives and families. So it's great. Yeah. And get paid to do it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like someone's paying us to save lives. This is awesome. (laughs) Um, So with your career, you've done, I mean, you've really, you've done it all so far and there's still more to be done. I know we'll, (laughs) we'll get into that, but you know, one of the things that you've spent a lot of time in is the instructional design piece of learning and development. So talk to us a little bit more about that. How did you kind of decide that instructional design was where you wanted to spend more time, more research, more education? Mm-hmm. Totally. So, you know, like I mentioned, when I, I started off, I was a, tra- a co- corporate trainer. And so, um, then I lived in Florida like 15 years ago and I attended an ATD program. And so for any of our uh, listeners out there, you know, if you're wondering what ATD is, is the Association for Talent Development. So, um, so pretty much anyone who would be in this program would be a training prote- professional or an HR person or anyone in the learning and development space. So when I attended this meeting, um, the president of the chapter at the time um, who later be- became a mentor was um, an ISD, an instructional designer cons- consultant. So I, I was like fascinated, like, what, what do you really do? Like, tell me more about your role. And so that's when I really got, you know, got to know about instructional design like 15 years ago. And I thought, okay, this would really translate to my training experience. Um, many people always refer to me as a detective, someone who's always trying to investigate things. And so, you know, I think that's really what an instructional designer does. You, you try to investigate, you know, what the learning needs are. You try to investigate looking even uh, what, um, you know, a needs analysis, what will come out of it. So from there, um, I really got interested in instructional design. And then I got my first job after learning um, about instructional design and taking on some basic uh, certifications. So that's how I, um, I started off, you know, 15 years ago. And, you know, I learned about the role. It's just, as you can tell, it's growing. It's, 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 it's not shutting down. Like you can tell even from the COVID times that, you know, it's going exponential, you know, um, instructional design is also changing. When, it, uh, when, when I started 15 years ago and now, Things are changing, even, you know, adding module was what people used then. Now, most people are using an agile framework. So 
it's just it's just changing and that's one thing that i i think instructional designers like you know the different hats the different faces of instructional design so um it's just something that to me was love at, at first sight yet intriguing at the same time so i just got curious and i'm glad i did because i'm happy that that's one of my skill sets so yeah i love that and i it's a great segue into a question that i get asked all the time. I'd say it's the number one question that I get asked is about continuing education. So should I, or should I not get my master's? You know, should I not get my degree? Do I have to get the certification? You are so incredibly getting your PhD in this. So like there is a future doctor in the house right now. So walk us through, cause I, we're of different camps, right? So for me, it took me forever to get my degree. I got my degree in organizational leadership and learning, but at that point I'd already been a director. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I look at it and I'm like, well, I didn't have to do it. That's not the route I took and I made it this far, but you also made it that far. You've also led learning, you know, and have, you know, the education. So I, I, I'm so excited that to hear your take on this and, you know, walk us through your decision to go all the way with your education in instructional design. Totally. I mean, you can tell that, you know, I'm a lifelong learner. I just love learning. And I think to an extent, we're sim- our career path is similar because when you are a learning director, uh, maybe at the time you didn't see the need uh, to, you know, get your, your, your um, degree and then eventually did. And it was similar for me too, because, you know, initially I was a training research consultant. I had my bachelor's and master's way back then in the nineties. Hello, that's old I am. Um, but there, I had both in linguistics, so they had nothing to do with, you know, my my field. So after taking some certifications in instructional design, in training and development, and you know, being in the role of a learning uh, a director, um, I was starting to get into strategy. I was starting to get into so many other things in the field, and I felt like, okay, well, I have taken on these certifications. I am. You know, I'm part of these membership organizations, you know, where, you know, I have my peers that I can learn from, but I still felt like I was missing some foundation of instructional design. And, you know, taking on my, my job was looking more in the direction of learn e-learning than anything else. So I thought, okay, there is no way I can keep on, you know, faking it till I make it, as they say, um, with the certification that I had and the background, you know, um, in, in linguistics that had nothing to do with instructional design. So I went back to, to school and obtained a master's degree um, in instructional design and I also uh, did a graduate certification in e-learning at George Mason University. And this was really transformational. So I would say that um, I could have actually stopped here because that could have served me in my career. It could have served me because it gave me the skills that I needed. I learned about the theories, how to apply them. And, you know, Judge Mason's program is really unique in the sense that it's not just spitting out the the theories. It's actually giving you the opportunity to apply this in your work. So you can you can have the best of both worlds. So that's what I would really encourage someone to do, not just you know get a degree and, and, and just not just any degree. Make sure you investigate what the program is about and how it can help you, you know, uh, you know, translating your job. It's about application. You have to be able to apply what you learned. You know, it's like you have to be able to connect the dots. So I thought, you know, going to this program and being able to connect the dots in my 
job and you know I had a promotion I had to do even greater things because of this master's degree was just so satisfying and I thought okay why not why not just go ahead and uh, have a, a terminal degree because it, at that point it wasn't just learning about instructional design I was also interested in the technologies themselves how you know you are able to um, technology impacts you know uh, education how it impacts the world that we are uh, living in the world we're working in. So I thought, you know, a PhD in learning technologies design research would really, would really um, cap it off where I would be able to have a complete picture. I can able to, you know, address research, you know, for example, when you're getting on a bridge, you know, you just get on a bridge, right? It's designed by an engineer, but you want to know um, what design, design decisions, you know, were made before, you know, making, uh, developing that bridge. Um, was any of the, design decisions made, including the consumers, people who are actually going to be riding on that bridge, or is it just people who are just, you know, uh, doing their own thing. So that's kind of an analogy that I can use uh, with uh, learning technologies design research, because it goes deeper into not just instructional design, but going into the technologies themselves, how they can impact the work that we do. You know, so my uh, interest in, uh, you know, in design research include uh, artificial intelligence, you know, augmented reality, user experience design, how we can use AI, you know, to Im impact the work that we do. So look at even the COVID times where, you know, people are using um, artificial intelligence to um, design those, uh, you know, uh, thermometers to take our temperatures, right? So it doesn't have to get on your forehead. You know, they just put it a few, uh, you know, centimeters away. So now how can we leverage this to impact the work we do? Some people are even scared that they might get to lose their jobs in maybe in 10 years that because we will now have robots doing our work. But I don't think that's true because, you know, we cannot exist without the other. So how can we use technology to improve on our jobs, to make people even more comfortable in, uh, you know, in, in doing the work that they do so? So that's, so that's it in a nutshell. It's just exciting. And I promise you, I'm going to stop here. I'm not going to go for a postdoc or anything like that. This is, <laughs> this is it. Yeah, this is it. We, we've heard it here. We've heard it here first. That this, is, <laughs> this, is, this is it. And I, I really, really love and appreciate what you said about if you are going to make the decision to get a degree in this, an advanced degree, that check out the program. I yes. think a lot of people choose sometimes willy-nilly let me this one's the least expensive or this one's here or this one's that or and don't necessarily look at what in the program entails and the application so I've had a lot of people who have gotten their certificate graduate certificates and they've said I already knew all this or like I didn't get to apply I just learned theories right like and yeah. I could have done that on YouTube. Uh, you know, I didn't didn't need to go to go to get a, a certificate in this. But I, I love how you talk about that the program at George Mason. How so? Plug to George Mason here. <laughs> see some more applicants and notes from the Overnight Trainer podcast. But you know, I I love how you talked about that. The it's the quality of the program and the ability to apply it, which is learning and development, right? Like that's what we all should strive to do in all of our learning programs. There should be a sense of, okay, here's the knowledge transfer, but especially at a master's level, it's at that point, it's, you have the foundational knowledge. What else can you learn? And then how can you apply it? Exactly. You know, how can you, how can you make waves with it? So I, I really think that's, 
really exceptional advice that as people are looking, that it's about the quality of the program, not just getting the, you know, the master's degree slapped on to the, to the end of your name for sure. And, you know, with that too, you know, what would you say are some of the benefits that you've seen of having a higher education degree? So a master's or even a PhD from an L and D perspective, And then what might be some of the drawbacks of having that higher education degree? I would, I would start with the drawbacks and and the the first or the only one I would really talk about is that of cost Um, because, you know, uh, some people might not be able to pay for, you know, a a master's degree. We're looking at maybe 50,000 or what it depends if you're paying in state, out of state and all of that. So I don't know what some people's financial situation may be, but so that, they might not be able to take a loan or they might not you know, be able to have you know, access to uh, some funds to make that decision. So that would be, in my opinion, the only, um, the only drawback. But in terms of benefits there, unless it just, it just, it just showcases you in a different light. Um, if you think about it, ever since we had the, the, the coronavirus, it's so true that our industry is booming. You can see a lot of instruction design jobs, jobs everywhere. And if you look at what the statistic is showing right now, um, this projected that 18,500 you know, jobs are gonna uh, be uh, you know, available uh, within our field within the next 10 years. And we're talking about a 13% growth. So think about these many jobs that we have this many instructional designers that some people are even transitioning from teaching to instructional design. It's gonna get to a point where everybody's going to be able to do some instruction design. So then it might come to a point where, so how about your degree then? That might be a requirement if you don't have it, you know, if you don't have that, you know, to set you, set you apart, you might not be able to, you know, to make the cut. So I would just, just want to encourage anyone out there who, you know, is wondering, okay, maybe I should get a degree or not. It just gives you an extra, uh, puts you uh, above the pile, I would say, um, it gives you the extra, you know, research skills. It, even if you you find yourself in another field, you'd be able to use all the skills that you learn. Um, you'd have the opportunity to even do an internship if you think, okay, I've 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 not really, you know, you know, done any work with training or instructional design. You have the opportunity to even do an internship within a, a firm that you can after that even have a job and you know it gives you a great network um our network especially i'll talk again about george mason who have a great alumni network you know that are found in many industries even the bank of america the world bank you know so we work you know we work together and and that's how we find out about opportunities and most people would prefer to you know uh tap into someone within this you know network of uh you know graduates from from these programs to be able to you know give them these opportunities versus someone that they're not really sure um if they you know they're really gonna be able to distinguish themselves in their field so i think you can be you know an instructional designer where you just you know learn some basic skills or you might just you know uh get design a great portfolio you might get a job now but um, I believe that what really sets you apart is, you know, having this degree. One of my greatest uh, quotes um, from Steve Jobs is uh, he said that be a yardstick of quality. So you, when you invest in yourself and you're able to have this degree, it sets you apart. It makes sure that, make sure that 
you're having, you know, to do quality work that out there, even though you might be, you know, working with people who don't have a degree, but it just puts your confidence up. You just learn different things that, you know, you become a, a better project manager. You're able to understand the models that, you know, that are the foundations of instruction design and, and apply them better. I think that's great. I, I really, I love that Steve Jobs quote, <laughs> by the way. I think that's really great. And I, I really, first of all, thank you for those statistics and those numbers spoken like a true future doctor. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I really love how you, you're like, okay, yeah, right now you can be fine. Right. But you're looking at the bigger picture of 10 years from now and who knows what the world will look like in 10 years from now. Um, right. But that that's the trajectory that our industry is growing and going in and that this may be something that if you invest in now or in the next couple of years, even like if you invest in that, that that could give you the upper hand come the time where a lot of people are transitioning into learning and development. Absolutely. And you know, there's all those jobs. So I, I love it because it shows that there's going to be a lot of growth and yes. also it gives you that opportunity to set yourself uh, apart there. And the other thing that you said, which I think was great too, is the opportunity for networking. So that's something I spend a lot of time with my clients on. And, you know, some of them tap into their own alumni networks of their <laughs> undergrad, but the more specific you get, right, you have a much more specific group of people who you've networked with who either are can are working at other companies that can bring you in that could give you, you know, a leg up. And that's really, I was talking to one of my clients about this last night about like, that's the way that we get our, our foot in the door in most places yes, is, totally. who do you know, and um, my boyfriend went to business school and same thing. Like he leverages his network so much because they all went to business school and they all experienced these things together. So I, I love the connection of it's, it, yes, of course, it's the education you're getting and the way that you can apply it and how it's going to set you apart. But also from the other side of things, if it's just another way, it's, it might be an expensive way to network, but it could be a great, you know, it could pay, totally pay off if you're getting into the right job at the right company. And yeah, maybe it costs you $50,000. Maybe you're making $200,000 a year, yeah. you know, so, you know, it, 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 it can definitely pay off. So I think that's a really two really, really great, you made a lot of great points, but those two really stuck Thank out you. to me. Thank you. And so uh, kind of along the same lines, what personally for you, what do you think furthering your education in instructional design has taught you that you wouldn't have learned otherwise? I would say I tried the cookie cutter approach where I would just learn certifications here, and you know, just go online and learn a few things even on YouTube, they didn't take me far. They did not. Not until when I actually got into the program where I really was confident in what I was doing. And it, it was even an opportunity for me to validate the work that I've been doing. And when I got in the program, I thought, oh my God, I've just been doing it the wrong way. I've just not even been, I've just, you know, like even when you take learning, you know, take a training even online, and then you they would say, in this training, you would learn this and that, you would learn this and that. I mean, who still does that? Because, you know, 
the training is about the learner, it's not about the instructor. So many times people design training, many, many people just do things just because they saw their friends do it, they don't really understand the science behind it. So I would not have been able to understand all of this if I had not, you know, you know, gotten a degree um, in, in this program. And I'm really excited that I did, especially at George Mason. So I just want to encourage anyone, you can do it. If I could do it, you can do it. So just go ahead and do it. Should get George Mason to sponsor this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Having lived in Virginia too, I know a lot of people who went to went to George Mason. I think that's great. I love that you mentioned to the the cookie cutter method and kind of the piecemeal. And that's something I see. I work with my clients a lot on eliminating that because. There's so many voices out there. There's so many great voices out there. There's so many great programs out there, right? Um, but, it, but it's it's really, it's a lot. It's a lot, especially if someone's new to learning and development, it's a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. And you know, even for myself and my own personal development and my own growth, I, I think about it when I was starting my business. And I was like all over the place. I was like, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I'm listening to this and joining that group and watching this video and getting, going on Skillshare and learning this and learning that. And it wasn't until I hired a business coach and really focused on what she told, like I, I, I invested in myself. I picked, I picked a lane. I picked a person. I picked a thing, right. That could help me, my business coach. And it was a lot of money, but it has paid off tenfold because it cut out all the rest of the noise. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. Last night I was talking to one of my coaching clients and she's like, Oh, she's like, I, I saved this question for you to ask this time. Uh, which I always tell my clients, like, if you have a big question or it was from an interview, I'm like, email me, call me, you know, and she's like, I saved it. She's like, but I listened to this other coach and she said to do this. And I was like, don't listen. No, don't do that. Like, no, no, no. Like, you know, but it's, you know, she's paying me, right. It's like, you know, you're investing in something. And so, you know, I stopped listening to a lot of the other noise that's out there. And I, it, it just reminded me of what you were talking about with like piecemealing everything together, but then having one centralized place. So whether that is a master's program, whether it is a certificate program, whether it is you know, working one-on-one with someone who will teach you everything and get you everything, like those things are all investments, but it ends up saving you so much time and energy, like, and that time is money, right? So I think too, about like some of my clients before they get to me, they're just, they're desperately putting all these free resources and and going, going to like, find all of them. And a lot of them are contradictory because L and D is an, an art and a science, right? So there's, there's a lot of different thoughts out there. So like then it's so confusing too. So I, I just really loved how you put that as far as like, it's a, it's a vessel, right? It's, it just puts it all into one place where, you know, you're getting the answers and you're paying for it. Right. So like, why not listen? <laughs> like that's As I say about my coach, like I'm paying, I'm paying her. Why not try what she says? <laughs> yeah, totally. It's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. All right. So I think we've nailed the education thing. I think you've made the case. So if anyone listening, I think between, you know, two of us, we have two different perspectives, but I think listening to the show, they'll be able to make a really good educated, no pun intended, uh, decision on if they'd want to further their education. So I want to pivot. I want to talk more about you and you have some exciting next steps coming up. And I love to talk about this because it just shows all the different ways that we can take our skill set in learning and development and apply them. So 
Absolutely. Talk to us about next steps for you. I know you're starting a podcast. <laughs> Tell us more about that. What will it be about? Tell us all the details. Okay. I'm just so very excited about, you know, my upcoming podcast. It's just, I'm just beyond words. I can't really express how happy I am, you know, you know, working on this venture and the podcast is going to be launched this month. And, and this whole thing of a podcast came about, you know, me reflecting and thinking, you know, I've been in the field for over 15 years uh, with all the experience I have with all the educational, educational accomplishments, not that I'm bragging, but, you know, I see myself really as an expert in the field. You know, I have taken on, you know, the master's program. I have also, you know, wrapping up my PhD program. I have also completed, a, you know, a chief learning officer program where, you know, I can speak the language, even if you're of the language of a, a starting instruction designer, a novice, I can speak the language of an expert. So, you know, I believe that this podcast is going to empower learning and development professionals. It's going to empower educators. It's going to empower leaders in the field um, with expert advice, you know, just giving them top-notch content and resources to help them, you know, advance in their field. I also have a great network of HR professionals, um, learning and development leaders, C-suite executives, um, executive coaches, and many more who will be guests on this show. So this, uh, in my opinion, I'm not bragging, it's gonna be liquid gold for the community. So I just can't wait to launch the podcast this month and share my village with you all. So that's what's coming up. And, you know, I just can't wait. I can't wait, just, it wouldn't be long. It's gonna be out there soon, so stay tuned. I love it. As soon as it's out too, I'll make sure to let everyone listening know where they can find it because, you know, I think, like you said, it's going to be liquid gold and there is, you know, people might be like, why is she promoting another learning podcast? <laughs> like we need it, right? There's like, there's so many voices here. And I, I really encourage people to listen to the voices that resonate with you, like find what works for you. Right. And that sometimes takes trying different people. Like I'm not everyone's cup of tea, like you know, <laughs> sure the same and from your perspective too, but you know, find what works for you. And then like, listen to them. And I love too, that you're bringing people on. It's going to be thought leadership. It's going to take it deeper, right? So if you really want to get deep into it and you want to be inside the mind of a PhD, listen to this (laughs) podcast. I'm super excited. I can't wait to learn more from it too. So I can't wait for that. I think it's going to just give a different perspective to um, podcasting when it comes to learning and development. And I'm really excited about it. And hopefully, you know, people can learn and people can get really empowered and, you know, can really make a difference in the work that they do. By amazing. That's so amazing. And you also do some consulting work. So tell us a little bit more about that. And then specifically too, because I know I have people who are listening, who also maybe want to do consulting or freelance and, you know, they have an instructional design background or thinking about getting one. So Tell us a little bit more about your consulting work <laughs> and then how your background and education has really prepared you for that. Um, yeah, that's another exciting part of, you know, what's coming up. Um, I would say being an expert in the field, I knew at some point I would explore consulting, you know, but it happened, you know, sooner than later um, because of my PhD program. Many people, you know, started finding me in my community to do consulting work. You know, what do you think about this? And what do we think about that? Can you come speak in my engagement? Do you, can you come present at a conference? Can you publish this article in this journal? 
for some reason I was like, okay, this is coming too fast. So I decided that I, I, I just was gonna, going to embrace it. It was an opportunity um, for me to embrace it and just give feedback. So I would say that um, my education and wealth of experience and expertise has prepared me for this. And, and, and so I knew the next step after that, having that confirmation um, that consulting was you know, an area that I could really, um, I could really uh, give back you know, give back to the community, I knew the next step would be uh, wanting to polish my craft as a consultant. You know, remember the quote from Steve Jobs, you know, be a yardstick of quality. I always want to not just do something, but be distinguished in what I do. So I, I went ahead and I became a John Maxwell certified trainer and executive coach um, and speaker. And so that has helped me, you know, take my consulting to the next level. And so now I can confidently help people, you know, with the tools that, you know, that I need to be able to make a lasting impact. So what are you interested in? Would you want to, you know, become a person of influence? Would you want to just, you know, some guide, just have some guidance in instructional design? Do you want, you know, want to learn more about research? How you know, someone can coach you to be confident, you know, in this space, are you having, you know, some uh, ISD projects that you need somebody to chat with and other a la carte options. So I'm here, you know, to um, provide you that expertise and you can find me on LinkedIn, on social media or on my website, maureenquende.com. You can also shoot me an email at consulting at maureenquende.com. I'll be more than happy to, even if it's just to brainstorm with you um, to see where your, your thoughts are and you know maybe just generate some conversation from there. So many amazing things. And, <laughs> and again, it's I, I love to, like all the different directions that people can go in with L&D. Right. And I think that to me is what makes it an exciting career other than helping people and changing people's lives, which we talked about earlier, but you know, it, you can constantly pivot within it too. And you can move, you know, from one side to the other and up and down and, you know, all the way back around and and into places where you never, I never thought I would be a career coach for people looking to get into learning and development, but wow, it's the, the best thing of my life. Right. But I never imagined it would go, it would go that way. So, you know, that's the beauty of this career is yes, it's totally. not, it never has to be linear. You can just really go where like go with the flow, go where it takes you. So I, I, I just love your journey and I love this journey for you right now and what, what, where it's taking uh-huh. you and know, all the things that you've done that have set you up to be successful in this and you're continuing to learn, right? Like, I think that's, you're such a testament to like, whether it's getting an additional degree, whether it's getting a coaching certification, right. But whether it is even watching something on YouTube, like just being curious about what's the next step, what can make me better. I think that's to me, I mean, obviously I haven't known you for very long, but what sets you apart for me, for so many people is how, you are a lifelong learner. And like that curiosity has gotten you to a point where that's why people come to you and say, Maureen, teach here, speak here, write (laughs) this, do that because you've invested in yourself. And so that was going to be the way I was going to wrap up this podcast, but you just took it away. (laughs) Oh no. Well, I will ask you my final question, which we can continue to talk more about here, but like you know, the advice that you would give, and maybe maybe not even about higher education, right? Because I was going to ask a question about, you know, what advice you'd give for someone wanting to go if they're back and forth on if they should get a degree. But, you know, you can answer that question and you can also elaborate on what advice would you give anyone in general who's, you know, looking at taking that next level in their career and 
joining an L&D department? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, like I mentioned before, I would just reiterate that someone who's looking to, you know, get in the field and to get a degree, I would tell them, you know, the first thing I would like you to do is just learn the basic skills, build a great portfolio and get your feet well, uh, wet in the field and then decide if this is really what you want to, you want to do because you don't want to invest in something that you're not really sure of. So after that, if you're still liking it, then I would say go ahead and take some certifications, you know, and build a community and then grow your skills and then evaluate again if this is really what you're wanting to do. If you're really sure, like double, double sure, then go ahead and invest, you know, in a postgraduate degree um, where, you know, you can take it, you know, you can take it a lot further. You can be in it for the long haul and do what I do where you can start off, you know, uh, you know, as a novice and then become an expert. And you can see even from my experience that growth in our field is not, you know, linear. It could also go, uh, you know, uh, horizontal or, you know, uh, or take a different, different route altogether. It's still growth, and you know, it depends on whichever way you 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 see it. And one thing I would, I just want to leave with you, uh, you know, the, the the listeners is is no one, no one, even if it's an organization or it's a contractor or you know, or it's a client, no one is going to invest in you if you do not invest in yourself. So I would say, first of all, invest in yourself. It gives you an, a, you know, a different level of confidence. It really empowers you in a different way. And from there, you can be able to, you know, not just, you know, uh, walk the walk, but talk the talk, do both. Woo. Yes. I <laughs> could, you said it better than I said it. I might have taken the words first, yeah. but you you closed it up. And I'm, I'm just so happy to have you on the show. I'm so happy we connected. You have given this community so many amazing things to think of. Like I said, I get asked this question all the time. I have my own experience. I have my own answer, but my answer isn't always the right answer or the way that everyone else should do it. So I love just hearing someone who's on the total opposite spectrum, who's experienced something different. And you've just given so much to, to our community. So I know you told us a little bit before, but I want to end with where can people find you? How can they connect with you? Tell us all the places you are again. So they can write, if they didn't write it down before, they can write it down now. <laughs> now, this is your chance to take notes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll also put it in the show notes. So we'll find it there, but tell us for, the, for people who want to hear it. <laughs> I'm just being funny, but you can find me on, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on social media. You can also find me on my website, yeah, maureenquende.com. Um, you can also, you know, shoot me an email on consulting at maureenquinder.com. I'll be more than happy uh, to connect with you. I'll be really excited to have a conversation. You know, it doesn't matter. You don't have to, you know, want to sign up for anything, even though if we just have to just connect and build a network, that's really great. So thank you so much for this opportunity. I've learned a lot from your show, actually. You're doing a great job. And um, I'm really happy that your clients are getting this quality of coaching from you because I know you're just fascinating. So thank you for what you do as well. Thank you for what you do. And <laughs> hopefully one day I can be on your podcast. And yes, I know this is not the, this is definitely <laughs> not the last time that you'll be on this show. So thank you so much for all of your time. And I can't wait to talk to you more. Thank you. You have a great weekend. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If it resonated with you in any way, please let me know by subscribing, liking, and leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you on how you're using these tools as well as what you want to hear more of. So connect with me on LinkedIn at Sarah Canistra, send me a DM, or email me at hello at theovernighttrainer.com. I can't wait to hear from you. And until next week, stay learning.